Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What is up, y'all? How y'all doing? What's up, people? Hey, if you're new to our podcast, my name is Nick Rochelle. And I am Carla Rochelle. And we are a married lesbian couple. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Welcome to Lesby Brutally Honest. (laughs) You know, I always like to paint a little picture. Um, It's currently 5 o'clock in the morning. We've been up since 2. Went to the gym. Carla's first day using a damn pre-workout. About damn (laughs) doing backflips in the gym. And, you know, it's hard for me to keep up because I, I, I can't do the pre-workout. But, yeah, I had a good workout, showered, and now we're sitting here to talk to you all, you beautiful people. You know, I, I don't understand why the pre-workout, well, I guess the only two that I've ever tried, like, why does it give you that itchy feeling? I don't know. I don't I don't take I it. I almost feel like <laughs> I was about to go through the matrix and just, you know. <laughs> you look like you was about to go through the damn matrix. <laughs> All right, so um, today we're coming to you with a bit more of a serious topic, but y'all know we can always find a way to laugh in in any topic, Um, and we're going to be speaking on domestic violence in lesbian relationships. Um, Very serious thing. It's actually very common. As a matter of fact, a study in the U.S. suggests that same-sex relationships suffer higher levels of domestic violence than heterosexual ones. Yeah, I saw that. I saw, well, um, some information showing that it is like 25 to like 33%. I think it's higher than that, actually. Well, it just showed one out of four lesbian or gay men um, have had experience with domestic violence. Well, why do you think that's the case? Like, Um, why do you think it's higher than straight people? Um... (laughs) I don't well okay I think it's multiple things not saying that these things are right but um I think it's multiple things I think it's for one um it's kind of like me against the world and um I think it's a lot more stress um for some people you think it's a lot more stress being in a uh, same-sex relationship um or just being gay in America you know what I'm saying? It's not as bad as it used yeah. to be back in the day. But when you add the stress of the world, people not accepting it, um, some people, family members not being there for them, mm-hmm. um, just different things in life, it can cause stress. I think my thought process is why I think it's the same. It's two different reasons for me. I think it's the first one is because y'all kind of like on the same playing field. It's like. We two women or we two dudes, we finna box up in this bitch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then another one is, you know, men that always brought up, well, the majority of them are brought up to, uh, like, it's, it's, it's frowned upon for a man to put his hand on a woman. So they probably are less likely to put their hands on a woman. 
um, when it comes to domestic violence. But when it's two women or two men, it's like shit. Fuck that. I'm gonna beat your ass. Type shit. You yeah. think? So is it? So if that's the case, do you think it's DV or? And I'm just being funny when I ask this question. Don't like come at me with the the um, pick forks or nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do you think it's domestic violence or do you think it's a lover's quarrel? What's the diff- what is that? It's kind of like it's just a spat. Or it's like because it's same sex, it's like how you was like, oh, it's a woman and a woman. Mm. It's not really considered domestic violence because some people actually think that or a man and a man. It's like that ain't domestic violence. They just having a little spat. And, you know, it's crazy because I did did a lot of research on this. I wanted to, you know, come with some type of facts or fun facts when I came to this podcast. But it, it said that a lot of people especially in the same sex when they're in a domestic violence relationship or a domestic uh, abusive relationship they don't even realize they're in one i can kind of see that um just going back to what i was saying earlier about you know just things in life you know i can see how somebody being in a same-sex relationship it would kind of be harder for them to leave because if you don't really have the support how i was saying earlier it seemed like they'll be more prone to stay not saying that that's right Mm -hmm. but i think some people think like that i don't have my family you know it's people out here that you depending on what state you live in you know they might give you shit about it or whatever so i think some people are more prone to staying and not realizing like this is not something that i need to be in it's not healthy yeah and um you know and then i took the time to just see like what are the different types of abuse because you know right now we're mainly speaking or people are mainly thinking about physical which that's very common um and also later in this uh this podcast in this episode just stick around because later we're actually me and carla like i said before we're going to open up and have an open conversation about the the time that we actually got physical with each other. A lot of people don't know that. They probably wouldn't think it happened just about how our relationship is. Um, but it has happened, and we're going to talk about that later. First time actually speaking about it, you know, um, on any of our platforms. So that's that should be interesting. But I was looking at, like, the different types of abuse because I think a lot of times, uh, especially in same sex, I think it sneak up on you. Like, I don't think nobody just show up to your door and looking like, you know, I'm going to abuse you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and it can sneak up on you. But just different forms of abuse, control, physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse and intimidation, isolation, verbal abuse, coercion, threats and blame using this one says using male privilege. I guess they're speaking from like a heterosexual or yeah heterosexual and then economic abuse like I, I didn't even think when i when we first before we came to this i was thinking about physical but i didn't realize all these other ways that you can be getting abused right now in your relationship and not realize it mm-hmm. yeah um but you know and then i and then i was looking at this thing you know what why why do lesbians um like why do they why do you think that that even happens why do you think they abuse in the first place why would a woman batter another woman i think well any type of abuse i think it's in reference to 
trying to establish some type of control (laughs) or that dynamic in the relationship yeah like you feel like maybe they're gonna leave you or some shit like that Mm -hmm. and you know or either it's like they're trying to instill fear yeah 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 and it's crazy um i was thinking like just thinking back in my relationships um my experience with domestic violence Mm -hmm. and you know if y'all been following us for a minute y'all know we both have experience with domestic violence carla you with both male and female right Mm -hmm. um and a lot of my relationships i have gotten physical i've gotten physical um and then i was just like thinking like well damn why why is that the case like why did so many of my relationships why did i have the experience so often and you know before i even thought about putting that out there it's crazy how you try to paint a certain picture in the right way so people don't judge you too harshly you know when you put shit like this out there um but you know coming up in st louis the one of the main persons who babysat me you know she used to have us all get together you'd be a bunch of us kids maybe about six of us every time and she used to get a bunch of us together and we used to fight all the time so i think fighting was just in me you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and then getting in a relationship with a with a woman and we're not getting along i I mean i don't know who would throw the first punch but you know it it got physical Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i can see that um i know me growing up um my mom and my dad they used to fight a lot so um I don't remember who it, I just think it'd be the point of things just getting escalated and it's like I guess the one thing that I learned one time when I went to counseling mm-hmm. um the counselor told me she was like um adults are like big kids and she said what I mean <laughs> by that she said put an adult in a situation where they have lack of control where they can't you know they feel like they're supposed to have control but they have a lack of control she said they will actually pitch a fit have a temper tantrum just like a little two-year-old and i think sometimes that be the case it's like people feel like they want to be in control so bad it's like they just kind of like pop off and lash out so if i had to ask you this question what what do you think is the difference between um heterosexual domestic violence and uh or domestic abuse and um uh, same sex what do Le- I think? mainly mainly focusing on lesbians okay you said what now what do you think would be the difference one of the differences mm, i'm not sure about that i mean because to me domestic violence is domestic violence no matter who it's happening with yeah it's like i it's like i just did so much research and then i saw this thing where they said that like one of the differences is that um in like lesbian relationships sometimes the butch lesbian you know if that's the dynamic in relationships sometimes like that stud or the butch can actually be the victim yeah (laughs) but a lot of times people don't take it serious i was listening to this one girl she was speaking on um same or same sex or lesbian domestic violence within lesbian relationships and she was telling her experience and she she said that um she was got into a fight with her girlfriend and uh her mom came through her mama and the other girl would they jumped her they was just beating her ass she was like black 
and the two girls were white and when the cops came out you know they up there in like jersey or something like that um the cops they was just like damn you let them them two white girls beat you up <laughs> or you you know you let them little girls beat you up i guess they were expecting her to be able to beat them up because not only was she masculine presenting but she was also black it's like a lot of times they don't some cops don't take it serious yeah <laughs> i mean or <laughs> that's crazy i would have felt so insulted she did. i'd have been like are you saying this because i'm black and y'all think that we always act out you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. or what's your point like it's still it's still two females two females against one yeah at that and then it's like uh i was just thinking about my relationships my previous relationships um it's like i've never in all my relationships i've been in i've never really came across a girl where i felt like she could just beat my ass and except for one except for one and um and this girl she was like in the military and we were not dating this is the girl where we were just sleeping with each other but uh she was a bit taller than me she was really solid um <laughs> she was fit she went to the gym and at this time shit i was about like a buck 30 like barely any weight on me um no muscles nothing and like i believe that if i would have ended up dating her she probably could have had the potential to be my abuser and that's just being real like i remember one time we were walking in like the dorm or whatever and there was some people in the common area that she did not like and um i guess they knew me so when we walked through she you know tried to walk in like not paying them attention they called my name and when they called my name to show me some or some i turned and when i was walking towards them i guess she didn't realize how much strength she was putting into this girl she grabbed my book bag and i fell and landed on my back it was so embarrassing on what? everybody so she was trying to pull everybody. you back like, she was like no nick don't talk to them you know she wanted to be like don't fuck with them because i don't fuck with them and i didn't realize she was gonna get that worked up you know i just wanted to see what the hell they had to say like you know what's up you know they cool but girl i guess she didn't realize how much strength she had she pulled my uh book bag and i fell back landed on my back it was so embarrassing mm -hmm. that's the only girl and it was even another moment where when i first met her um i told her i asked her i was like show me one of your little military tricks girl she got behind me grabbed my arm and cut off my oxygen all i remember everything went black and i woke up to bubbles coming out of my mouth and her shaking me nick nick get up like I think that's the only girl like if we were to date she probably could have been beating my ass so she knocked you out yeah oh wow yeah like this, she was no joke and it's crazy well because, you asked for it tell them some show me some young you know, military yeah. moves <laughs> when you in the beginning dating stage you do all the the flirting and all that shit and i didn't know she i didn't realize how strong she was mm -hmm. but i can only imagine if you know she was beating my ass and then the cops come out and they looking at me you know looking more masculine and shit they probably would have been like damn yeah you know what well, i want to say two things mm -hmm. um i remember back back in the day because i remember my mom and dad used to get into it they didn't even take domestic violence serious they would like come by mm. it's almost like okay we've been called out um don't y'all ass act up again and they would leave nobody would go to jail nothing it would just kind of be like what happened okay y'all just need to cool off somebody need to leave the house and they would leave and i guess things just got bad they was like uh-uh we finna lock both of y'all up it's crazy it's like it's just it's just crazy when you really think about because i didn't even know that 
like I didn't know that domestic violence was a thing. It was just a part of my life. Like it was a time where I went back to St. Louis to visit a girl that I was messing with. And at this time I had my homegirl with me, babe. You already know who my homegirl. Shout out to Gloria. <laughs> she happened to go to St. Louis with me to visit um, my family and stuff for like Thanksgiving or Christmas or something like that. And I don't know what it was, what happened with this girl. She pissed me off and we got into it with each other. And when she couldn't beat my ass, it's like she got up and got a knife, a big knife. And I'm thankful that Gloria was there because, you know, sometimes you get caught up in the moment. You could do some shit and, and regret it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, she was chasing me around trying to stab me with this big ass knife. It's just like fighting in relationships. It was just so common to me. Yeah. I think for me, I didn't realize how serious it was until I worked for um, the 911 center. Mm -hmm. And they actually made us take a domestic violence class. Um, When I took the class and then heard people talk that actually never in their life thought that they would be in a situation like that. Mm -hmm. It's just the way that it happens sometimes. Sometimes it's not just somebody hit you. Or, you know, it started off so simple, just something so simple like, oh, they had a bad day at work. Let me try to, you know, make sure they stay as calm as possible. It's little things like that that can add up to something big. You know, you might be thinking, um, let me make sure that they favorite alcohol here, they favorite Mm. snacks here. But then it's like if a person is controlling, Mm -hmm. they can see that they have that on you. Mm -hmm. And then it's like other things will start to happen. And once I took that class, I actually left that class feeling completely different. I remember I used to have this thing where I was like, I mean, I don't understand why people stay in relationships. I'm like, just leave. And then once I took that class, that's when it was a wake up for me to be like, it ain't as simple as just leaving. Because sometimes they threaten your family. You know, Mm -hmm. they threaten like if you leave. It's like they just even if they they have a hold on your life. Some people, I think it's abuse even when they be like, if you leave me, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, it's like either I'm going to kill myself or... Or I'm a kid, your family. Nobody wants to think that they're putting their family in harm's way. You know, like, okay, I am going to leave. And then you go on about your life and they end up at your mama or your daddy house or a sibling house, God forbid. And now you got to live with this for the rest of your life. Because some people, they really are like, they ain't rap straight yeah yeah and it's like i it's like domestic violence that those two words didn't probably never even left my mouth until i actually almost got it on my record my Mm -hmm. my record um and i didn't realize how serious it was because when i when we got into the fight this is when i got into a fight with one of my girlfriends and the cops came out um and they took me in they didn't take her in um um it's like uh when i went to when I was waiting for my court date to get it off my record or to fight it or whatever, it's like just from it pending on my record, I couldn't get a job. Mm-hmm. Like I would go like the job where I met you at DirecTV. Mm-hmm. I went it. I went up there the first time, and um, I was just thinking they were going to ask the question, "Do you have a felony or do you have a misdemeanor?" And I was just going to be like, "Well, I can say no because technically I don't have it." But they said, "Or do you have anything pending?" 
and then um when i when i brought it up that she was like well if you have something pending on your record then don't even put in the application until it's straightened out because we won't hire you wow yeah um and you know thankfully it didn't get put on my record um not because i wasn't guilty uh, but because the girl didn't show up at court um and not because i threatened her or nothing like that she wasn't scared to show up or nothing like that but because i don't want to make myself look crazy on here Mm. (laughs) but um yeah so domestic violence and then i was wondering also before we get into the story as far as what happened with me and you do you do you think there's any red flags like in the beginning like to spot that shit out (laughs) like i said the flags they're there Mm -hmm. but depending on how subtle it is you can miss it like um when i did go to that class like this one woman um she said she had never even experienced dv growing up but she ended up in a relationship and she wanted to get out of it so bad Mm -hmm. and basically what ended up happening i guess she was into it with her partner somebody else came in and almost it was like they was superman or something like that Mm -hmm. and she never thought she would experience that again and fast forward eight years later she ended up in the same situation Mm -hmm. and she said she was thinking like how when you know what i've been through and you're the one who kind of took me out of the situation but what ended up happening in that situation they had a child and it's like the partner was kind of like um what do you call it i guess jealous of the child how much time she was spending with the child i remember you know what and it's crazy how you say it's subtle i just remember also a moment where i guess i experienced uh, some form of abuse but this wasn't physical uh with that same girl that um where i ended up in jail Mm -hmm. um messing around with she used to do things like um like when i felt myself getting overweight like well, well when i was fed up with how much weight i gained i started trying to you know do better and lose weight she would do things like she would get very upset about me working out she would um you know always make it a a big deal just anything you know just she tried to control me that that one of the forms of abuse was control yeah and um you know even if she felt like i was looking at somebody else it was very very stressful and draining mentally it's like some form of abuse she did i think it was the control thing or something um very very stressful and i didn't even realize that that was abuse (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think well i'm not gonna say this is one of the worst ones but i think a dangerous one is the mental abuse like when people are saying things to you to um lower your self-esteem you know i think that's a real dangerous one to be in yeah okay so now just to get into the point of um our first time getting physical um i don't even remember (laughs) what it was about do you like i I, remember remember, the scenario but i don't remember what it was about and i think really I don't think it really was necessarily about like a point of what it was about. It was just, um, just a setup. See me and Carla, we don't like, that was the first and hopefully the last time we've ever put our hands on each other. Yeah. Um, and we've been together for, um, 
almost seven years this year in October it will be seven years that we've been together and um, that that probably happened around the three-year mark that that two and a half three-year mark that we always tell you about where it's like everything that you've kicked under the rug everything that you've ignored all the red flags anything by the by the time you get to that two and a half to three-year mark that's when you can no longer do it and both of y'all have to sit down and figure out if y'all are going to compromise to make it work or if y'all are going to just separate you know what i'm saying because that's the time when you kind of had an attitude like i'm sick of your shit yeah i'm I'm, sick of your shit i'm fed up fuck you i ain't thinking about (laughs) you no more i'm just thinking about myself in a relationship that's just not possible right and um so we also just started this new job so this all happened at prime inc (laughs) driving around in that that beautiful blue truck um but it was also very very stressful yes the job itself is stressful it's stressful like driving an 18 wheeler that's just stressful yeah i'm sorry i didn't even mention what that is because some people probably like what's priming so yeah yeah, um before we became full-time influencers um full-time entrepreneurs uh we used to drive trucks started off with 18 wheelers and we went to like a a, i forgot how long the damn truck was uh another truck so anyway semi trucks and um we started in 2018 january 1st 2018 that's when we left and when i tell you driving those big vehicles they're already scary but when you're going up mountains down mountains and and not regular mountains i'm talking about mountains over there uh west coast like washington oregon those utah those those funny mountains those super deep mountains that make it almost feel like you are in a movie when you look at them you know through snow and all that it 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 can be very overwhelming and then yeah at this point where y'all have kicked everything under the rug so now every little thing you say it's like i'm over it you know or every little thing that you do that's triggering i'm over it and um we were uh, driving through some uh we were at, at the mountains uh over there in colorado uh on 70 and um we got to the top of the mountain this is our first time experiencing that side like those mountains are really really dangerous and it was a lot of snow because we were so new like we had just got out of training um carla she felt like she could handle it she wanted to drive down the mountains me i just wanted to just pull on the side somewhere and just stay there because i was just so fucking scared and um we uh got into it with each other i'm talking about i'm sorry i'm not laughing yelling at the top of our lungs at each other um and then eventually i went to the back but when i went to the back those emotions were still there you know what i'm saying for both of us yeah i think so basically what happened um because i don't want people to be like well why was y'all driving in the snow um so we ended up it was kind of (laughs) like i've never experienced anything and i think after that we was both like we are not ever going over on that side again it was kind of like i was driving it was no snow then i was driving it was heavy snow and i was just like okay and all of this happened so fast then next thing you know i was driving i was in like snow it was on the ground so at this point i'm thinking 
okay it's nowhere for us to stop because when you drive trucks they teach you to try to get to a rest area to try to get somewhere um but nick i think nick wanted me to pull over on the side of the no, road no we were at the top of the mountain on 70 and it was a little area over there where you could have pulled so this is right at the top of the mountain before we're getting ready to go down and that's what i was scared of because i had drove those mountains before without snow and that shit was scary so when we got to the top of the mountain i wanted to get over there but you know when you're driving it's like you have to ultimately be the one to make that decision on what you're going to do but it still was scary for me yeah um and you know the the trailer it was um you know it was light it was light because we were just you know delivering like some clothes or something so it was at the time i didn't know that it would be okay to get through it but it's still it was scary as hell oh my goodness like yeah so and what i mentioned earlier how i said if you put a person in a situation where they're not in control yeah then the real emotions come out so one thing about nick nick she don't like not being in control Mm -hmm. like she hate airplanes because she can't control what's going to happen when it's in the air she don't like being in situations where she's just not in control even sometimes when i'm driving nick is on brakes because she feel like you know that's how things are supposed to go so me because i was driving and i'm feeling you know how the truck is moving on the road Mm -hmm. i felt like okay we can get through this and you know get to somewhere but by the time nick went in the back you know she was real emotional i think she had started crying all of it and i was just like oh my god like i just was like girl just chill like that was my attitude like just chill we just gonna go slow and we're gonna try to get somewhere i was like i really don't want to be on the side of the road and then i think it was the next day was it the next day when it happened um yeah so uh, by the time we got down the mountain um and it's like we still were beefing like the beef was still there but again not only think about this beef not only being the scary part with the mountains but also being um uh you know that two and a half three year mark kicking shit under the rug and just being fed of 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 everything um but you know by the time we got to a truck stop shit we still it's like usually we you can get into it and then it'll be gone after a while but no this shit was like lingering in that truck so we're going at it and you y'all already know if y'all been watching this for a long time y'all know carla has a very sharp tongue me i don't argue like that because i don't have a sharp tongue and i don't have the best memory so you know but i guess this day today i had time cuz so carla when she came and me slicing and dicing i came slicing and dicing and i guess i said the wrong thing and then carla she came to me and put her little finger to my forehead and from there on y'all we was wrestling and tussling in that truck but it's crazy though even though we were wrestling and tussling like i didn't fight you like i will fight a girl on the street and you know what was crazy (laughs) because i think what happened i think from me put my hand on you it triggered you to push me and then i pushed you but when it was kind of like when i pushed you i was like i'm not trying to fight her so i didn't even like (laughs) push you like how i normally push somebody Uh it was just like girl please sit down somewhere Mm -hmm. and then you was like it was like you was like oh shit like it's gonna go down (laughs) and then i was just like oh this girl trying to fight me fight me like no yeah (laughs) 
so yeah like i said it went down and it, it made me kind of go back to like an old way you know an old way that i was used to handling things but and and i thought we me and carla would never have a moment like that but putting us in that situation that's why i said if you want to know <laughs> how things will work with you and somebody get in a small space in a very stressful environment some of y'all know now from this pandemic hell yeah everybody quarantining like it's a lot of divorces going on right now because they're not even and this is people living in like a regular size house mm -hmm. so that's why I like how me and carla are always with each other and we're in this living in this 27 foot um uh our travel trailer right now and people may wonder or think like damn how do they do that it's because when we got through that like after we got on tour with each other we broke up like i was making plans to get off the truck and start driving by myself <laughs> don't mention what i was trying to drive and i was <laughs> like see you bye yeah <laughs> and it's crazy we both were like that we both were just like i'm good like i'm gonna move on i was making plans in my head of how my life was gonna start looking i said i'm gonna go ahead and do this and do that and i'm sure you had your thoughts too and then um maybe what two days later it's like i think yeah i'll say two days later because it lasted for a minute if not longer um it's like then you just start after you get through your anger and going through all that then you start thinking about then you start missing your best friend then you start thinking about the good and i think this is how some people get caught up as far as going back and forth with that damn domestic violence or domestic abuser but um me and Carla was having those moments where we were just kind of thinking and reflecting on our relationship and really thinking about the good that we had and how we, you know, set out to start this journey together. And it's like we had one more moment. I, it's like, it's, it's crazy because I felt like when I was sitting up front and Carla said something to me, um, it let me know that she was still interested because usually when we get into it with each other, I am the one to always say something to Carla, like to come to her first or to try to like make amends or be friends again. But when Carla actually said something first, it showed me that maybe she is interested in trying to make it work. Because yeah. I had never seen you do that before. I think, um, you know, in this relationship, it helped me grow um, because, you know, I was just like the type of person to be like, man, fuck it, you yeah. know. But I think that was at the stage in my life where I was, you know, because I'm always trying to grow and develop as a person. And I always try to look at a situation and say, okay, what part did you play and what could you have done better? Yeah. So, and that was the thing for me, like the role that I played. Yeah and just reflect them. and see and that's another reason why some relationships don't work because everybody is not mature to do that they're not mature enough to just take that time to sit and think okay what did i do wrong what could i have done differently and we both had that moment where we doing some self-reflection again two days or more of us not talking to each other not fucking with each other like it felt like that was the real breakup like this was it but then when you do the self-reflection and then when Carla, she's, you know, said something to me first, I, and the way I reciprocate or the response that she received from me was also like on that say, same wavelength. It's like she came up when I was, this was me getting ready to drive my shift. Um, she came up front to sit in the front seat and we just sat there. And again, I'm driving like six, eight hours 
but um she came up to the front seat and when i tell you we were just talking but this time when we decided to talk it was with a very open mind coming willing to compromise and we picked through everything everything that we tried to kick under the rug everything that you know that we didn't like and then also speaking on what we did wrong and, and all that. It was just a very intimate and interesting experience that I never had. But I knew once that moment happened and we had that conversation, I knew that we could make it through anything. Yeah, I think um, one. Of the, well, I think both of us learned something um, at that moment about each other, because I remember when we was on the truck. Nick, um, this was when our dog was on the truck. And Nick, I think from previous relationships, she was used to people trying to get back at her. So she didn't want to get off the truck to take Nikki out to use the restroom. And I'm like, you can take her to use the restroom. Like, what the hell you think I'm going to do? Leave you? And she was probably in her head like thinking, hell yeah, I think you're going to leave me. I'm like, why would I do that? So I think you having that moment and then me also having the moment where you know I was able to come to you and open up you Mm -hmm. know allowing myself to open up it's like sometimes it can be dangerous when you get in a situation because it can be some shit that come from a previous relationship that can come up in your current relationship and you really have to take a step back and just be like okay you know especially if you're able to talk it out yeah yeah um but again if both people ain't willing to do that that shit is not gonna work that's why with that jazz and tay thing like that we uh, reacted to it's a youtube couple a very popular youtube couple who uh, had a breakup and it's like it just sounds like they both just not on the same page you know yeah and i think the thing um in a situation like that you have to think okay should i leave or should i stay like everybody have that thought and i think the thing for both nick and i it wasn't like no black eyes no yeah. like it was not like a fight it's like crazy that cause I made sure it was I almost like almost like a pushing match yeah and it was like one time she like threw me down to be like no i'm in control and then i threw her down like no i'm in control so it wasn't anything that bad now i believe if it was that bad yeah we probably yeah. i know we would have walked away yeah like if i, it had got I couldn't really bring bad. myself which I've, I've i punched someone in their face before that i've dated um i have to yeah but i couldn't bring myself to put my hands on you like that so that alone and it's like from there on like this is just in case there are any lesbian couples out there that are struggling with you know fighting now because it it, is very common it's Mm -hmm. a lot of same a lot of lesbian couples out there that are putting their hands on each other but it's like after that situation happened and after doing the self-reflection and after just realizing what triggers carla and i believe you doing the same for me what triggers me yeah it's like we are really big on respect and treating each other the way we want to be treated Mm -hmm. so that's not just with like like physically putting our hands on each other but it's also like the way you speak to each other or if you know that you know the other is stressed or they're going through something you kind of know like how to maybe back off or make things a bit easier for them and stuff like that it's like we're more considerate and we understand each other more Mm -hmm. when it comes to like just how to move and how to be around each other and you know that was that was three years was it three years ago no three how long we've been ago 
We've been together for six years. Yeah, that was three years ago. And uh, we have never gotten to that point of like a fight or an argument. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like the worst experience that we had. Yeah. So um, that was the story of our first time, you know, getting getting into it with each other uh, physically. Uh, the first and the last time. But we do want to say this, um, that if there's anyone out there who may be going through or experiencing uh, domestic abuse, uh, we wanted to put the phone number out there, the National Domestic Violence Hotline. It is 1-800-799-SAFE. Um, actually, if you go to their website, uh, thehotline.org, they actually have where you can chat. And it's uh, confidential. Like They won't tell you business or nothing like that. And they help you identify abuse and uh, plan to you know, get out if you need to. Um, so definitely, again, that is 1-800-799-SAFE. And, uh, yeah, did you have anything else you wanted to say, baby? No, I don't. If, how did it feel getting that, you know, telling people your story about us getting into it with each other? Well, you know, I, sometimes when you have situations where you have talked it out with somebody, but you mm-hmm. haven't actually exposed it, exposed it to the world, yeah. um, I always feel like it's a moment of growth. You know, mm. like even though we've we have talked about it, it's like sharing it with somebody else and you never know what other people are going through. Mm-hmm. It's still like a moment of growth because you probably had that moment at one time. Like I would not want anybody to know that this happened. Yeah. But then it's like when you share it, it's kind of like it gives you control, you know, over it or whatever. So I always look at it as a moment of growth and being able to share with people. Yeah. And then just think, cause I remember when we, when we got into that fight, I was like, this is, like I, I, I never thought we would ever put yes. our hands on each other. Like I was so disappointed, Baffled, yeah. yeah, hurt, I, all kind of stuff. And I was like, damn, this must really be the end of our relationship because yeah. we, we got physical like that. Um, I really thought that was the end. So, you know, we wanna put this out there. Uh to you know, if there's any couples who recently got into a fight or got physical with each other, it doesn't also it doesn't necessarily mean that that they are a monster and that you know that that's the end and y'all can't y'all can if anything y'all can learn from that and i think the best thing to do is just to self-reflect where what where did you go wrong like what did you do what to you know yeah and cause it and that's not saying like if it was bad I mean, because if it was bad, then that should not be happening. Yes. But if it's something as simple as, okay, I'm going to push you. I'm fixed to go bleach your clothes. You know, something like simple like that. But it's crazy because it's a very thin line. You know what I'm saying? It's like, to me, I feel like if it's something that you feel like you can't stomach, then you shouldn't continue doing it. Like if it's something that you like. I, I can't do this. But if it's somewhere like you have a beautiful relationship, majority of it's beautiful. And y'all have a lot of respect for each other. It's just this time it kind of got out of hand. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's something y'all going to do on the regular. Because that's another thing I was thinking. I was like, well, damn, since we got physical this time, does this has this opened up Pandora's box? And now Pandora's, is that a good, should I have used that? No. <laughs> <laughs> have this opened us up to, um 
two abuse each other on a regular. That's yeah. kind of what I was thinking. I was like, I don't want this to be a fighting relationship. Yeah. And again, like ever since that happened, that moment happened, we have not put our hands on each other again. And actually, when we had our conversation, yeah, that was something that we talked about. Yeah. We was like, like, yes. we can never ever get to this situation again. Like, if you get that mad, your ass need to walk off. Exactly. And because of that, it's like now we know what it looks like it's like we know not not to go too far with it you know we know where to win the back off yeah you know but and not purposely you know be trying to push somebody but yes yes it's kind of like trying to just, hit below the belt yes, like yes. you know the stuff that's gonna tick them off because yes. when you're in a relationship you're the only person that know that now that shouldn't be happening multiple times either because that is the type of stuff they can end up being some type of mental abuse. Yeah, because even with the trucking, um, when we when we so after we got into it with each other, it kind of made me like as far again, it's all about compromise. So it made me back off of Carla when it came to us driving and you know just truly letting her make the decision if she feel like she can handle it. Back off, Nick, and just let her handle it. You know what I'm saying? Don't question her. Because it's already stressful. You know, you're already trying to be stand firm on a decision that you have made for both of our lives in this big ass 80,000 pound vehicle. You know what I'm saying? Back off and let her handle it. This is, again, me self-reflecting. And, you know, and then also you being a bit more open to the things that you do. And, you know. Yeah. And even when we get in certain situations, if I even feel like especially if nick is going to respond to you know the roadways being a certain way then i was just more conscious of that yes yeah so and again that's that compromising like (laughs) without that like imagine if i would have still been like fuck that anytime i feel scared i'm gonna speak up and i'm gonna make her doubt herself and and then imagine if carl was like anytime i want to do something or take a risk i'm gonna do it forget what nick say you know what i'm saying imagine if we both stayed like that Mm -hmm. then we will not be here today and that's when i learned like compromising and how important it is and what it looks like but dang we went in on this one um we really appreciate and we want to say thank you to all of our listeners like mm-hmm. the truck drivers riding down the road listening right now the whoever is cleaning and doing the house chores or you know riding around doing uber whatever you're doing we really appreciate each and every one of y'all for listening to us and for helping us grow and for spreading the word and we hope to catch y'all in the next episode peace, peace.